Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of this podcast. It is Easter, and when it's the Easter season, I'm generally excited. And I just, I just, this is this is the season that defines us. This is the season that makes us. I hope our beliefs, our assurance, our hope was solidified by this event that happened in the in the Easter and I'll start from first Corinthians chapter 15 today uh, this is Paul explaining the death the importance and the relevance of the death and the resurrection of Christ <laughs> and this is so fascinating and this is why Easter is my favorite my favorite absolutely favorite um, Christian holiday because this is what everything is all about. This is all our hope is all about. In verse 14, I'm just going to read verse 14, then I'll jump to um, verse um, 20 or I think from, from 17. I'll read from 17 also. And it says that and if Christ has not reason then our preaching is in vain. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. So, uh, in vain, there's there's an explanation for that in vain. And it reads, it amounts to nothing. And your faith is devoid of truth. And it is fruitless, without effect, empty, imaginary, and unfounded. Guys, just think about that. Just think about that our entire faith is based on Christ the Messiah resurrecting. First, his death is important in the substitutionary atonement of our sin. Then his resurrection is what we base our hope on. We can go, we can, we can, there can be a lot of uh, argument made against Christ and his divinity the only hurdle that no one has gotten over or has gotten past is this this issue of his resurrection. It is the most compelling argument ever that makes Jesus unique from any other person that has lived in history. I know a lot of people will try to argue, no, the historical Jesus is wrong. The historical Jesus didn't exist. There was no nothing like that. This is all fable. These are histories that's been written. I will just tell you, go investigate. Go and look at the evidence. It is overwhelming. And everyone but circular conservative or liberal, whatever the name you want to give the scholars that have looked at the evidence, they haven't been able to get around this. In fact, anyone that has been intellectually honest will tell you that there is overwhelming evidence that Jesus was an actual man and that he died, he was crucified. Not only verified by the scriptures, it was verified by other non-biblical sources historically. And he lived and he died. The Romans testified that they killed him. And of course, there are thousands of witnesses that saw him on the third day. And that's why Paul 
in in uh, not only yeah Paul Paul and Peter and all these other guys you will see repeatedly in the New Testament they will keep saying that Jesus whom you crucified is the Messiah and we saw him you know this is this is mind blowing the first thing you should think about is why didn't anyone come up to refute their claims because they couldn't refute that their claims because there's an overwhelming number of people that actually saw this man after he was publicly crucified he was publicly dragged he was publicly killed and he was locked in a secured, a guarded tomb because these Romans, they already are prepared for any eventualities because they've, they've, they've heard rumors. I mean, Jesus didn't make it in secret. They didn't make it hidden that uh, he was going to die and he's going to wake up again. He had been teaching about his death and his resurrection. Now, albeit some in parables, some explicitly to his um to his disciples so they knew somehow that this this guy can play trickery and that's why they they put a guard by the door it is a slap or it was a slap on the face of the roman guys you have to understand this it is in their interest that what this man claims is not true but the truth is he rose the tomb was empty. The guard fled because he was terrified. Then no one got near the grave until, you know, that day that he rose up. The stone was rolled away. Jesus left the tomb. There was no other explanation for this. And there is nobody. There is nobody for them to say, this is the man that we killed. So, you guys, you saw a ghost. There was nobody for them to refute the claim. Trust me, it was in their best interest to refute the claim, but they could not do it. And that's why it is beautiful. The story of the resurrection is beautiful. And countless people tried to explain things away he just made them sound so ridiculous even the most the, the most intelligent people they will try to explain it the way they just sounds absolutely ridiculous this is the reason and that's why Paul will keep going back to it he will keep saying now if Christ has not reason you know then we are preaching falsehoods and you have to understand and also understand that these were people that died. Literally, they were killed, boiled in hot water, um, uh, impaled, uh, all sort of death, crucified upside down, beheaded, you know, stoned to death, just because they dared to stand on what they saw, what they witnessed. You have to believe this. No man will lay down his life on a lie. When you know something is a lie, you will not 
lay your life down on it. You can only lay your life down on something that you know to be true. Of course, if you are persuaded, if you are uh, maybe bright or whatever, you can't change your testimony from it being um, from the truth to the lie, but you won't die for that lie. You can only die for the truth. This man died for the truth because they just could not they could not not say what they were saying because that was the absolute truth. The more the, the government tried to silence them, silence them, the more the, the movement grew because they they were they were they were discussing what was true. It's absolutely fascinating. And also challenging to us now when you think about the commitment, the level of assurance, the level of conviction that these people had. I mean, we're talking about not only the, the apostles, what not only the apostles that, 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 that were persecuted and were killed. We had even the women, the children, 13-year-olds, 9-year-olds. If you read through the history of the church and you read about those people that were killed, it is absolutely gut-wrenching. But these people stood for the truth. And they could say things like this that Paul was saying in verse 14 of the uh, of First Corinthians 15. He can boast. This is actually boasting. He's saying, he's trying to prove to them that, look, there is no way around this. This is absolute truth. If, the, if this thing didn't happen, then our preaching would have been in vain. Our preaching is in vain. Our faith is nothing. And in verse 17, it says, And if Christ has not risen, or if Christ has not been raised, your faith is mere delusion, futile, fruitless, and you are still in your sins. That is retaining the sin. He's just saying all that because all this forgiveness that we talk about, all this abundance, all this life, the hope that we'll talk about, it is all underpinned by Christ being raised from the dead. If we didn't have that evidence, if it didn't die, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing. If it didn't resurrect, that's another thing, you know, but it did all these things, you know, and of course, in, 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 in verse 19, this is fascinating. He said, uh, if we who are abiding in Christ have hope only in this life, this is after he said that um, that Christ was alive, uh, sorry, not was alive, like Christ um, was risen. If he had not been raised from the dead, then we will have nothing. And he's saying, even if we have only, we who believe in Christ, if we have hope only in this life, and that's, that is all, and there's nothing after that, then we are of all people most miserable and to be pitied. You see, this is the absolute confidence that we can have in, 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 in Christ. And in this season, it came. This season guarantees us. This season should give us confidence. This, this season, if we have a deeper reflection on what Christ did, on what the scripture teaches, we will have absolute hope in the future to come. 
in the future, in the world, in the age to come. But in verse 20 is the good news. This is where it summarized everything. That we don't need to keep speculating. You know, we don't need to keep beating around the bush. We don't need to keep deceiving ourselves. We don't need to keep debating or arguing over this. In in verse 20, it says, But the fact is that Christ, the Messiah, has risen from the dead and he became the first fruit of those who are fallen asleep, that is in death. Absolutely fascinating. And that is why every time, every Easter, I get so pumped up because this is the reason. This is the season that we absolutely should celebrate our belief. This is the time that we absolutely should be going out there and really just telling people about Christ. I think this season should be the most the the, the 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 peak time that we evangelize into the kingdom of God because this is the season this is what makes for our hope this is what separates us this is the defining moment this is what everything is about we should be evangelizing yes the tradition the culture and all that it is great it is, it is fantastic you know hash wednesdays the good friday the the good the sunday and the, and, and 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 the monday we have made it all about easter bunnies and all this that's absolute nonsense how that even came about i don't even know maybe i'll look into that but this is the season that our that give credence to our testimony. This is the reason that our evangelism rate should be higher. We should actually do evangelism more. This is the season where we should share our gospel, where we should share good news with people. I know when we mention evangelism, a lot of people don't even know what that is or how to do that. We have we have misconstrued evangelism with inviting people to church. While that is good, that is not actually evangelism. Evangelism is you sharing the gospel with people you are sharing the gospel with people you are sharing the good news that christ died christ resurrected so that us you and everyone else could have hope in the world to come they could escape the wrath of of god and be saved and get into the kingdom and eternally glorify and enjoy God. That is our good news that we share with people. You know, people are going through things in life. That's 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 just the truth. You know, people are going through issues in life. People are, uh, people, people have a void, and this is not something that uh, we're not talking about material void. We're not talking about uh, uh, all these other things that we. Uh, a lot of folks come to, into into the church for. I see it as people coming to church rather than people coming to faith. 
because everyone has turned this this message this gospel into the gospel of santa claus so to speak wow yes god does miracles god heals his people god provides for his people god blesses his people god does all those great and amazing and wonderful things but that is not all that it's about in fact that is not what it is about the gospel is about making the people realize they have been in constant rebellion with the god that created them and that god has put them under judgment and there's an impending wrath that is to come there is going to be a death well physical death and a spiritual death and man without God is man without hope man without God is man without meaning man without God is man without purpose man without God is man without significance man without God is man without himself man without himself and that is what this is about see people have the void in their life no matter how rich or whatever intellectual whatever it is we are created to glorify to worship and glorify god seen in the garden of eden made us lose that capacity or capability to do that and ever since then a void has been created in the heart of man no matter how happy a man seems no matter how fulfilled a man seems only god completes a man man needs god if man doesn't have god man is hopeless and that is why every man needs the gospel Every man needs the good news that the relationship between you and your creator, the man, the God that gave you life, the God that gave you, that can give you meaning, the God that can give you true significance, the God that can give you true purpose. The relationship that was previously severed has been, has been bridged. And that is the gospel. That is what we take to people to say, look, you need this God. You need to, to, to return to this God. You need to forsake your way to repent of your ways. You repent of your ways and you, 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 you get back into the right relationship, into the right standing with this God. And Jesus Christ has made this possible. How do we know this? Because he came. He told us that that is his mission. He told us that that is what he's going to do. And he actually did it. A man will say jokingly, I think uh, Frank Turek would say that even man tells me he's going to die and rise up again on the third day and he actually did that i have a natural inclination to believe him that is the thing because no one actually does that so this is the period where we should go out actively and actually tell people about the gospel of jesus christ it is all about him it is all about his message it is all about all that he has done it is all about his lordship it is all about him and the relationship he has he has he gave up his life so that we can have and of course all these other things that he has given them that 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 he has made available for us Man needs God. God. So we should take this season to evangelize, to tell people about this Christ that they have been missing in their lives. And all that he has done. 
In fact, it's a perfect, it's a perfect way to evangelize. Just simply explain what Easter is. Just tell them what Easter is. That is the message of Easter. It is the message of Easter. Hallelujah. It's absolutely fantastic news. So Easter is my favorite season, obviously. You can tell that. And I will encourage you to go out this season or every other season, but most especially this Easter, pray and ask God to lead lost souls your way to give you the opportunity to share the gospel and you lead people to Christ. Only the message of the gospel can transform a world that has gone berserk, a world that has gone upside down. Everything is upside down right now. Only the gospel can bring back a semblance of normalcy, not even normalcy, a semblance of of good back into this world. Do that. Stay blessed. Amen.